Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Hey everybody, welcome to Jen Lowry Writes. Tonight I have a dear author friend with me and I am so excited to introduce her to you. Her name is Michelle DeRosier. She loves Jesus and is fueled by black coffee, espresso, and freshly baked (laughs) food. Sadly, she's not skilled at making any of the three. Culturally diverse stories from picture books to novels and shares an assortment of Haitian American tales that are overlooked in the mainstream. Welcome, Michelle, to the show. Hi, Jen. Thanks so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. You know how much I love your podcast. So you know how much I love you as a lady, as a sister in Christ, <laughs> writing Absolutely. for Like you just bring so much joy and sunshine to my life. Aww. <laughs> absolutely feel the same absolutely so i'm saying guys this is michelle but if you've been watching the podcast or youtube michelle <laughs> have been making videos for a few months now i think absolutely yeah um we have been uh going through the process of just talking about our different author journey it's so interesting you know that you're coming from a more season place where I'm still, <laughs> your, your backlist tells me that you're coming from a more seasoned place. <laughs> uh, and I'm still going through, you know, the initial process of learning how to be an indie author. So it's been really interesting. And it's nice when you've surrounded yourself with the community who's just really strong and really um, committed to your success as much as they're committed to theirs. So it's been really helpful to have the WJs and just their support. Yes, love, love. Mm -hmm. And you've got to talk with us about process. You've got to share with us like how it works in your author life, Uh all that good stuff. Like, but before we do, I want to like show you guys accepting Elijah's (laughs) work first. Yes, yes. I got to show it. Um, okay. The cover is amazing. It's absolutely perfect for the story. Brandy McKen, who's my cover designer, I have to shout her out. She's really amazing to work with as a first-time author. She gets whatever nerves that you have and you're panicking, she's yeah. like still. And she just lets you panic. And then she goes, okay, we'll figure it out. <laughs> so. And so this is what we're talking about. And how can we have a panic when it looks this good? Oh, no, it, 
came out amazing. I was so thrilled. I had a vision in my head um, of what I wanted it to be. So um, Accepting Elijah's Heart is the first full novel of the Grand Pearl series. And the Grand Pearl is this um, amazing pre-war building in New York City that um, all of these different residences live there. And we get to see their stories and how they engage with each other. So I have um, a release that was in just this December called Christmas at the Grand Pearl, which was a- December 25th. Yes, Christmas. It was this, um, it introduced us, it was the short story that introduced us to characters that we'll be seeing across the different books. So Joe is a cranky doorman who really stays to himself and doesn't mingle with the rich. And then who does he end up falling in love with? But the grandniece of uh, the grand dom of the grand pearl. So, um, you know, she basically, <laughs> she basically harasses him into falling in love with her. She was like, look, I don't care. We've fallen in love. Your little issues with uh, with class and, um, you know, that you're worried about my money, that you don't have money. She's like, I don't care. Clearly you feel the same and I feel the same and we'll just get over it. Yes. And if you don't, you're going to miss out. So I absolutely love Josie and Joe's story and was so glad to bring it Um to fruition just last month. Um, oh, go ahead. <laughs> Christmas at the Grand, Grand Pearl that you had to put together, get it out, get that launch going. Ooh. That um, and you set yourself a timeline. Like you got author deadline. So talk about the importance of deadline for you. Okay, I cannot tell you how much a deadline will light a fire under you. <laughs> So if you are like me and you're like, well, there's a deadline, so I have to make it, um, you might use that as a tool for you to be able to um, keep moving forward in your progress. So I actually had a conversation with a couple of fellow authors this morning, and one is struggling with, so she had a really great high in nano. Um, she got her 50,000 words. And now the 50,000 words are over. So what do I do with the story? She's feeling like she's stalled and she just doesn't know where to go. Um, and I think sometimes, whether it's an external deadline or something that you put for yourself, identifying what it is that kind of pushes you forward, like what motivates you? Like if you tell me that at the end of something, I can have ice cream, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> I'm there. The flavor um, of ice cream matters, Michelle. I actually oh. have that. What is the flavor that you would go for? Cookies and cream. Um, yeah, cookies and cream. I, I will do a lot for good cookies and cream. <laughs> okay. Know this now. I'm a grape ice cream girl. Uh, back home oh. in the community, we have grape ice cream every year. Homemade grape, grape ice cream. cream. It is absolutely okay. amazing. Oh. I put that also in love over pizza. I was like, why did they ask <laughs> ice cream do people want? <laughs> Carrots. What does that mean? Like, <laughs> why did you say favorite ice cream? Yeah, so the deadline for you. Did you do an external reward or was it more in transit going? I really want to introduce readers to the Grand Pearl before they meet 
Yes. Yeah, I joke that I do things for ice cream, but uh, seeing as I'm on a, uh, not a diet, but a change of health lifestyle for 2021, I can't do things for ice cream anymore. But um, honestly, I just wanted to be able to give the readers an opportunity to connect with the story. Um, so when I decided to write the story centered around New York City, um, I am like the biggest romance fan. I have been reading romance, you know, I was sneaking romance before I was allowed to read it. <laughs> so I have like authors that I fan over and have been reading for years. Um, and I absolutely love the small town romances and I, and I love reading about the community. Um, but I feel like there was a lot missing just around kind of city and central kind of romances. And I just wanted to be able to show, you know, what as a romance fan we connect with is, is the community, is the family, it's the love, it's just the connection. Um, and I wanted to just bring that kind of feeling. It just happens to be a city setting, but, you know, those emotions and those feelings are still there, um, just in a different space. So I really just wanted to center New York City and specifically the Grand Pearl, this building, um, and just seeing the lives of the different community residents um, in the building. And it lets readers hear your voice because mm -hmm. you have such a strong author voice. Oh my goodness. Thank you. It's coming from you. That's uh, <laughs> It's like you are home when you're reading your books. Like you just feel oh. at home in the pages. And oh, the yeah. So when you're bringing your characters to life, because you're extremely talented with character development and characterization, oh like just the dialogue, the flow, the authenticity of their language, one another, their heart language, their thoughts. Mm -hmm. Like when mm -hmm. you bring all that together, do you do any character profiles in your process? Do, do you do any kind of character development pieces outside or do you just honor the page and move? I'm not very good at doing character development. I think just this past November, I've been more mindful of trying to go through that process. So when I initially was creating Accepting Elijah's Heart, Elijah just kind of, well, first Raina came to me as a character. I just knew a couple of things about her. I knew that she was a widow and I knew that she was struggling with motherhood. Like that was the story. So she was telling me about herself for a very long time before I actually put her on a page. Like I almost was waiting for her permission to share her story with other people. I know it sounds a little weird, but it's, <laughs> um, you know, she, she, there was someone, she was there as if I'm talking with you and just kind of sharing some of the challenges that she was going through and she was trusting me to take what she was telling me and share it with somebody else because it just felt like somebody else needed to just see themselves on the page and to just see, um, she, there's a part of the book where she's having a conversation with Eli who is, um, um, her, you know, accepting Elijah's heart. He's her, um, the hero in the story. 
um, where she's having a conversation with his mom about motherhood. And, you know, she's almost embarrassed and just like fearful that she's putting herself out there and admitting that being a mom wasn't something that she was ever interested in. And, you know, she loved her husband who had passed so much that, you know, that they made the decisions together, but he was more enthusiastic about parenthood than she was. So um, I won't spoil it, but something happens in the book to her son and she carries guilt with her about the fact that, you know, none of this would have happened had she had been somebody who wanted motherhood, like, like the world tells everybody that women want motherhood. And she, there's a, there's a um, part of the book where like, they come into motherhood kicking and screaming, right? But that doesn't make you less of a mother that doesn't make you love your child any less than somebody who came in already knowing that parenthood is something that they've wanted all their lives. So it it really is just an opportunity for somebody to just, it's okay. Like there's no, and I'm not a mother and it's not a choice that I made for myself. Um, but it is, all of these thoughts were things that I had to process for me and conversations that I had with my sister and my mother and just, you know, it's, it, it's a different path for everybody. And if you do end up as a mother, there's no necessarily right way to be a mother. Um, people are just trying to figure it out. And as long as you have that love for your child, then um, really that's the center of it. And so when she's like, I'm not going to do the spoiler alert either. <laughs> I will say that the book is coming out January 25th, but I have had an opportunity to read. Except <laughs> yes, Jen has given amazing feedback. <laughs> and, um, as Michelle knows, when I was reading it, I read it in that day because there was no way uh, she could see the comments all in that Okay, I've got to go do other things, but no, wait, let me go back a little. I, I got to go do something else. Now, wait, let me go pull this. Back. Um, I've had an opportunity to read it, and I've already pre-ordered it. So you guys, really, listen, I've read it, and I've pre-ordered it. She's serious. So as soon as as soon as Michelle was like, "It's up," and I'm like, "It's mine," and I yes, read the first pre-order, I was like. Oh, she's like, I got it. I was like, I just put it up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, now I will have it forever. And then when the paperback comes out, I'm just going to get it too. Who so, says that you um, can't have an ebook and a paperback? But it's such a heartwarming story. Mm-hmm. And it's because it lives in a place that is real. You feel mm. the struggle. But you also and you feel her loneliness and mm-hmm. her battle with grief. And if mm-hmm. tell me if you want me to stop. But mm-hmm. you know, you feel all of this, but you also feel Elijah's growth. You feel all of them. Yeah. And how you capture his character development, you know, how he has to to grow and commit and move forward and understand what's happening and learn how to be into this new role. It's mm-hmm. almost like he has to accept his heart first. 
Oh my goodness. Oh, look at you. <laughs> it's like who's accepting it? I think it's Elijah's accepting it. It's Ray accepting it. It's the both you know, doing it together. I mean, I just love that. I mean, the title is perfect. Um, it's just but it means more to me. The title means he's also having to accept the heart and the love that he has within him, you know, so that yeah. way he's able to give because you can only give what you know that's there, and, you know. No, absolutely. And Elijah is just, <laughs> I think he will go, he will forever be my favorite. No matter how many heroes I write, I think he will always come back as my center of what it means to be somebody who offers yourself. Um, so Elijah is, <laughs> he's a former bad boy. I will say he's definitely not been um, the most committed uh, to one woman, that one person, one woman, um, you know, as he's now being led to be with Reina. So he had his own um, life-changing, life-altering experience that he went through and the Lord moved him into a space where he came to be a believer. Um, and you have this space where as a new believer, especially as a believer who's been raised in the church, because you can be in a church, but you don't have a relationship with Christ. So um, we see Elijah through this space where he's actually growing in his faith and imagine growing in your faith as a new believer and being placed in the life of someone who is struggling in her walk so now you're going wait i'm supposed to be the one to help you through uh i've been a believer for about five minutes how am i supposed to help you through with the struggle of faith that you're going through and we see God's hand moving in Elijah and just God's going to place you in the place that he wants you to be and you know we think oh in his mind he's like yeah you could have sent Raina a pastor like you could have you could have somebody else, somebody with a theology degree, something, you're sending me God, and God's like, yeah, it's you. Um, and you're, you're going to be the one to support her through this. So it's been interesting to see, just as I was writing, just like him and his growth with Christ and just kind of sitting back and kind of watching it. And then figuring out what the words are because he was just having his moment with the Lord. And I was just like, all right, are you guys done so I can write now? <laughs> <laughs> so honoring that page is what you did, getting permission before writing the story. I love that, Michelle. And then how long was that? How long did that take from when you started? Okay, guys, we hear voices. Let's just go ahead and clear this up. So when you started hearing the voices, when you started hearing her, like yeah. when when was it that it actually became chapter one? Okay. How long did so, you have? And don't hold me on the time, but I believe that when I wrote the first chapter was 2013 for um 
Harlequin, so you think you can write. I wrote the first chapter just to just to put it out there and to get feedback. Um, and then I did. Mine wasn't chosen to move to the next one. And then over the next several years, like I wrote the entire book soon after that chapter was done. But then I just kind of put it aside, kept going back to it, and then would put it aside again. Um, but it was just a story that wasn't mine to put aside. Like it just needed to be done. At some point though, this last year when I decided, okay, I'm, I guess I'm just going to be obedient and get the story out. Um, <laughs> I was, that, by the way, because I got to reap the benefit of that obedience. <laughs> readers. Yeah, it's funny. I, I, you know, this last year, Jenna um, texting Jenna and be like, I just want to like try to think of that pivotal moment in your author journey where you were just like 2021's the year like this is it like you just failed it you know honestly i think just uh um in the last 2020 like i i was more intentional about finding a writer community and I have been blessed to find a really good one. And I'll not because this is your podcast, but because you have been a really amazing um, thought partner, you have been an amazing friend. You to see your, um, your author journey as well has been really encouraging and to see some of the other, other WWJs and, um, and I've also gotten into different groups to see other people's pathways forward. Um, it's been motivating. Um, at first I thought, oh, I'm gonna be so bummed because everybody's so far ahead in the writer journey than I am because I put it off for so long, but it's actually just been really encouraging this last 2020. And because I've intentionally gone and found this writing community, it's lit a fire as well under me to just get things out um, that I've been meaning to get out. So, and I'm so glad because this <laughs> is book one in a series. Um, in a series, yes. <laughs> Knowing that, that's what leads me to say: Do you write down series ideas? Do you have concepts? Have you done any types of outlines for the series work? Or are you strictly just going, I'm getting through this release, Jen, let's just talk about it. <laughs> or do you really have like a long-term vision for the Grand Prix? I, I do. So I knew for sure um, Jason is Elijah's best friend in the book and he's really prominent in the book. And I knew that there was a story for him. Absolutely. I, I already saw their universe. Um, and Lauren, who is Raina's best friend, I already knew that she has a story that needs to be told. So I know their story. Um, Laura, who is Eli's sister, who's now named Caroline, because I made a change. <laughs> um, she has her own story. Uh, there is a reference to a Logan in the book, which is, um, so Eli is a firefighter. So I'm going to do, um, for this book, Eli's work as a firefighter is not centered, but there will be an offshoot 
that is around his firehouse that will be specifically, um, you know, that will get to see the the work as a firefighter as a center. So yes, I have I have plans. <laughs> Hey, you've already got me, so you got me to read. So you have to write for one person writing. You have blessed my life with this story. Yeah. Um, so you've got the universe. I love how you said that. Like you I'm already a Marvel know. girl. So. <laughs> I figured it was coming. But you know, for me though, looking at you go from children's books. Here we are at Inspirational Romance. That mm -hmm. shows the dynamic qualities that authors can have. That you don't just have to stay like in one lane. That you can just yeah. chase that creative fire. Like mm -hmm. God wants you to be an author. Mm -hmm. And then God will say, oh, well, here's this for you. I've got mm -hmm. this children's work. I've got this mm -hmm. adult life for you. Because you can inspire Children all the way up, all the way, the whole lifespan. It's yours, Michelle. Um, <laughs> you with that quality to be able to move within those audiences. I'm thankful for it, um, and I think that you know part of part of what you hear is that no, you have to choose kind of a genre and build your audience in there. And I do understand the logic behind that. Um, but it almost felt uh, it almost felt like I was forcing myself to stay within one space when I knew that there were stories to tell. For this specific season, there were different stories to tell that just happened to be both in the um, children's genre as well as in the romance genre. Um, and I know that there will be a different season when the stories will shift where I go. So it it was a little bit, um, I was a little bit worried at first that, uh, you know, you're feeling like you're all over the place. So then I started just kind of thinking about, okay, what is kind of the thread between everything that I do um, and everything that I write? Um, even when I'm not writing anything that has any mention um, of Christ or of anything that wouldn't necessarily be considered inspirational, I know that my center is Christ. So in everything that you do, do it for the for his glory. So I know that. Um, and then when I think about what the other threads are in my work is that I center culturally diverse characters, right? So, um, you know, I, I put in the stories that make sense to going back to the universe, to my universe, to the people that I see, that I know, um, they're not just one kind of person. I'm Caribbean, uh, Haitian American specifically. Um, and, you know, I just center all of those things that I want to see in a story. Um, and I know that's just not there. So hopefully it will find an audience. But um, I just know that, that those were the stories that I needed to tell. And so did you, so starting back, Ruby Bridges, I got to. See, I can hold Ruby. Yeah. Hi, Ruby. <laughs> Ruby is number 17, by the way. On oh, the so Ruby. <laughs> so starting with Ruby, is this mm -hmm. like where you thought that direction in your life 
like talk me through Ruby, like your initial author push to get out there into the world. So when I initially, so I have a creative writing background. Um, That's the road that I wanted to take. And then I shifted and was like, uh, there's no money in writing. (laughs) As, As you hear growing up, there's there's no money in writing so you're just like all right I guess I gotta find a job that pays with me um and I've never been I've never necessarily been like oh I I put off my dream of writing because I love the work that I am in um in my day job like I just there are many interests and I'm happy to explore all of them but I always knew that I wanted to to do writing professionally and to get back to trying to do that. So in 2016, I actually started with um, working as a freelance writer, um, writing articles that centered um, the um, intersection between being Black American and Caribbean American. So I had a lot of articles for um, some pretty major magazines focused on that. Um, <laughs> And then as I was pitching and, you know, writing these um, nonfiction articles, uh, I was just doing a lot of the fiction. And then eventually I was like, oh, I really enjoy writing stories. How would I just really just go back to writing stories? Uh, And although it wasn't fiction, um, I did through something I can't even remember, ended up getting connected with um, Capstone um, and pitched. And there was doing this series and wanted to talk about, um, you know, there was Ruby Bridges, I believe there was um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, uh, several other people in the series that would, excuse me, sorry, not Ruth Bader Ginsburg. It was specifically around um, introducing civil rights icons. She was in the series. John Lewis. John Lewis was. John Lewis, right? Yep. So I was thrilled to be able to write this. It was kind of getting to my desire to move to fiction, which was going to start with Children's Lit, but also kind of close out this freelance writing that I was doing that was around more nonfiction and that cultural. you know, African-American versus Haitian-American piece. So I closed that out. Um, and I have been wanting to do Happy Harper, which is a children's series <laughs> about this uh, quirky little Haitian-American girl growing up in Brooklyn and badgering her parents for a pet chicken. She doesn't have the pet chicken yet. <laughs> um, and you guys can watch those videos too. Go down and check out some of the other videos for Michelle and I, because Michelle talks about um, her Happy Harper series. And so then you moved from Ruby Bridges to, to Happy Harper. Um, and I started writing her story. So her first story, Grandpa Comes Home, is um, her excitement. So she's five. She's only known her grandfather through virtual communications because he's been living in Haiti. She's been living here. And he finally comes to Brooklyn and moves moves here to be with the family. So the day is her 
from her perspective, what it means to get ready for him to be coming home, um, since he is her absolute favorite person. Um, so by the grace of God, this is coming out on Grandparents Day this September. So, <laughs> um, and then from there, I continued to write children's stories, but I kept coming back to accepting Elijah's heart and being like, okay, this is the year that you have to get it out. Like, you don't have a choice. But it's just like, okay, gotta do it. Um, and here we are now. So, And I'm so, so thankful that you <laughs> had the courage to follow that voice mm. and push through whatever that obstacle was, whether it was, you know, do I stay in this one space? You know, you said you had <laughs> that worry. But to yeah. me, it's all about glorifying the Lord. And if the yeah. Lord gives you a story, wow, mm -hmm. what do we do? It's like he gave you a gift. He was like, yeah. you're these characters. <laughs> I gave you this gift. What are you mm -hmm. going to do with it? Are you going to hide the gift that I gave you? Yeah. Or are you going to let it bless someone else? Yep. And mm -hmm. that, that's, no, you're absolutely right. Yep. <laughs> and so, guys, January the 25th, you get to experience accepting Elijah's heart. So tell me some things maybe behind the scenes that you've learned along the way that have been helpful to you as an author with this. Uh, sure. So um, as in the indie author process has been interesting. If you guys, for those of you who are still kind of on the fence and figuring out where you want to go, um, if you want to jump into it, there is an incredible community um, online just to be able to support. I have been learning everything like this, both um, Christmas at the Grand Pearl and Accepting Elijah's Heart came about because I was just sitting there learning from people like, oh, so your cover, um, you know, you get that the cover is important, but you know, the cover is important, not because it pulls the scene from your book, but because it matches the genre that you're writing in. Like what? So <laughs> sitting there for hours um, studying, you know, the inspirational romance space and being like, oh, this is how it's done. Um, you know, these are the covers that, that basically tells the audience before they even read your blurb. <laughs> what it, what genre you're writing in, um, you know, learning about just what different distributors are, um, you know, that you can go directly and um, publish your thing onto Amazon or Barnes and Noble, or you can work with a distributor like Drafted Digital or Ingram Spark who will publish for you. There, there's been so much that I've learned. Like, I feel like I was just an absolute newborn and I just sat there and just took information in and then processed the information. And then as I was going through and getting it done, I started to say, okay, based on what I'm trying to achieve, this makes sense. This makes sense. Because you're going to get a lot of feedback, you're gonna get a lot of information from folks who are experts at this point because they've been doing this for so many years and they've been successful at doing that for so many years. But you always have to remember what purpose you're trying to achieve 
because something that makes sense for someone else, even if it got them success, will not make sense for you if your goals are different. Um, or if you try so to force yourself into their lane. Into their path, absolutely, yes. And in your lane and pray. Mm -hmm. And I love how you talked about you spent hours and hours like mm -hmm. this is an every day I'm learning something new every mm -hmm. day. I'm embracing this knowledge and what the Lord is putting in front of me is for my good, whether mm -hmm. it's a lesson for me or if it doesn't work for my lane, I could always mm -hmm. share it out with my writing community. Absolutely. Yes. So, okay, absolutely. Here's another, here's another possibility. Here's another, mm -hmm. avenue. but then sticking with what just feels right. So mm -hmm. it's like, it's almost like, you know, we're depending on the Holy Spirit to, to direct our paths, yeah. to direct our paths. And so mm -hmm. when you had all of these decisions in front of you, yeah. you know, prayer works. <laughs> like, just being able to then go with those choices and understand that this is still going to be a learning process, but you never know yeah. until you do it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So um, as an example, especially, and I'm speaking especially to those of you who are still on the fence about, you know, do I go ahead and try this writing thing? Do I go ahead and try this publishing thing? Like there's one of the like big like, oh, this way or that way is the KU. So if you publish in Kindle Unlimited versus going wide, which basically means having your um, ebook or your book available across different platforms and not just Amazon. Right now, I've decided that I'm going wide. Um, and then I'm going to try out for Christmas at the Grand Pearl um, in a couple of months. I'm going to put it in KU for a while and try that out. Um, you know, I'm trying to, for the things, for the goals that I have for my story and for my particular path, at least for now, it's about seeing what works and what doesn't for me. I know I have certain things that I want to test out based on what I've been hearing, based on the successes that I've been seeing for other people. And after doing all of the process of discerning, okay, this is for me, this is not for me. So now I'm testing it out. Um, you know, my initial goal is to connect with readers, um, actually get readers. So I'm testing out putting um, Christmas at the Grand Pearl in KU in a couple of months so that it is free for the KU readers and see where if there's a community there to build from. If that's going to work, that's going to work. If it doesn't, then we'll try something else. But um, I think just the nerves about like, oh, everybody's so far ahead. They know everything. They do. But at where they are in their process, there's somebody else who knows more than they do. And they're probably going through the same thing. So <laughs> and they had to start going. Yeah. You know, and what, what I say is this is just book one. It's just book this one. is a book one, and then you'll have another series, and then you'll have mm -hmm. another idea, and you'll say, "Wait, I got another idea." The Lord has given me this new story with this new mm -hmm. cast of characters, and I just have to follow the Lord's lead. And mm -hmm. then you will, you know, then you'll look back and you'll have your long, extensive backlist, and you'll say, yep. "Look, 
it started. It was being obedient to the call. Mm-hmm. It was doing my due diligence, my research. Yeah. But it was also just taking that leap of faith. Because how yeah. did that feel to you? Like when you were putting it up there, what kind of feeling was that? <laughs> I was like, ah! Well, first it was, oh my goodness, there are so many platforms and they have all their different requirements and ah, and then actually seeing it. And then I created a universal link and you could see all the different platforms. It was like, oh my God, oh my God, it's here. <laughs> this is so amazing. Yeah, it, it felt really good. Yes. And I am so happy that you texted me because then <laughs> I was like right there supporting you. Like, boom, got that one. Uh, no, it was, yeah, your encouragement have been amazing. I can't even stress enough, especially for people who are just kind of starting out or still sitting on the fence. Um, you know, the idea of getting yourself a supportive community really makes a difference. And um, you don't think that it does until you look back and you're just like, oh, wow. Okay. In such a short time, I've been able to accomplish quite a lot because there were just people who were pushing me and supporting me and helping me through it. So, And you've got plans, I know, coming up for the book, the book launch. Mm-hmm. And, and so tell us like some of that. How has that been to plan and, and what have you been doing behind the scenes for that? Um, so I, uh, I have to keep reminding myself that, um, I can't remember. There was someone who came on the WWJ's summer conference, um, who talked about marketing in a way that just absolutely switched it for me because I've it always been, or it was Mark, Victoria. I think it was Mark. Yeah. Um, and I'm blanking completely on what he said, but Essentially, your the marketing is about it's it's the road to do the work that crisis called you to do. So the people that you're gonna reach, the people he has given you the story to write, who he's gonna reach, you're getting the word out. Marketing is just the process of getting that story to them. Um, <laughs> so I've been a little less like oh this feels so smarmy um with marketing and just really just been connecting on different christian readers community um you know i those were our communities that i would have been part of anyway even if i weren't a writer because those are the stories that i'm reading um and just different reading communities in general um so i've been sharing out there uh i am deciding whether to do um this scrabble uh game kickoff with jen here so i don't uh, lose at every scrabble game i've ever played so if that helps you right now um let's just put it this way my 11 year my 12 year old she's 12 oh my god she's growing up my 12 year old niece had higher scores than me at scrabble when we were playing um like a month ago. So I will let you know that I'm not the best Scrabble player, but I love it so much. I, I find so much joy in yeah, playing no. And I'm so not competitive. So when I lose, <laughs> I am so excited to lose because that means it's a 
can bring happiness to someone who is competitive. Oh, wow. Okay. Thank you because I am very competitive. <laughs> we would like really work well together because when you would feel that shark attack, I would like dolphin just like <laughs> Um, so, uh, Scrabble is a huge part of Reyna and Eli's relationship. Uh, they absolutely love the game. So, uh, I put that in because I absolutely love Scrabble. So, uh, you know, as a marketing, marketing, just as a way to get it out there that's more fun and relaxed. Maybe we'll do a live Scrabble game. I don't know. Um, you know, but I've been trying to figure out how to just get to the audience who might find this interesting. So uh, I haven't figured it out yet. It is a process. Um, but 2021, I came in with um, the verse, unless the Lord builds the house, those who labor to build it, labor in vain. And, you know, it's in vain. You wake up early and go to bed late and work in panic and anxiety. So I don't want to work in that space anymore. I really am honestly trying to leave that in 2020 because it clearly didn't work. Um, so I'm just trying to honor the fact that I'm going to do the work that the Lord has given me to do, but the success will be from his hands. So. Yes. <laughs> so, so, so joyful for you. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> it's been, such a fun journey and you know I, I keep talking to the person or to you who might be listening who is really just still sitting on the fence um, especially as a believer uh, we know that the Lord leads us how he's going to lead us and you know just actually this morning I was listening to uh, my pastor just talking about you know we want the promises of God without realizing that there are those conditions to the promises. So if you're not being obedient, if you're not following his leading, then what is the point of him honoring that promise? Because you're not doing what he's asking you to do to get to that promise. So um, if you, if it's been in your spirit, if it's been on your heart, and if you've been being led to share those stories that are within you and you haven't, Maybe now is just the time to move forward and do it um, because your story, you don't know who he's giving you that story to tell. And, you know, we're supposed to go out and share the good news with the world. And sometimes that good news is shared in a completely different way than you would have ever thought about. So through a fiction story about acceptance and love and second chances <laughs> and everything new I mean, it, it's just beautiful. And you've captured it all in accepting Elijah's heart. Like, like you have it all there. Not only is it Christ-centered, but mm -hmm. it's just a lovely testament of what the Lord can do when you invite him into a relationship. Absolutely. Um, you know, and like I said, just as believers, our, our testimony is our testimony, whether or not there's, there's one word about Christ on the page or one word about the one word about the name of Christ on our mouth, how we live, how we love people, how we support people. All of that is a testimony. So, you know, whether I tell a story that's a 
inspirational romance or I tell a story that's a romantic comedy or I tell, you know, a children's story, whatever it is, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be only inspirational to be able to share the love of Christ with people. So, yes, <laughs> I loved what you said about being led. I could see that as a hashtag be led. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my word for 2020 is obedient like just to be obedient that's it just just have my time with the lord each day spend my time with him so i can hear his voice so i can discern his voice and then just yeah. be obedient and just move myself out of the way and say all right lord 2021 here we go like, yeah and you're gonna get that you know you were obedient to move forward with monarch so I'm yes that's it yeah that was a part of and then as soon as you know i was obedient and i accepted that call mm -hmm. and then i start reaching out the lord just lines people up in our paths mm -hmm. absolutely a way that can give us little nuggets of knowledge and absolutely. That's what about, you know you research this and you found these communities and this one was where i look at that as divine intervention yeah, yeah. Blind all of these in mm -hmm. place. A piece of the puzzle is solved. You have yeah. an answer, you know, you have a question. Well, then there mm -hmm. are people around you. There are people online that have gone before us and they answer those questions for us. And so I'm so blessed that the writing community shares. Like they oh, are so yes. to share not only oh, their messages yeah. and hope and story structure mm -hmm. and how do you plot a thriller or how do you <laughs> so willing to be so transparent about the author mm -hmm. business, about their life you know just i'm so encouraged by that and then they're just so supportive because they understand mm -hmm. that we're all working towards the greater purpose in this it is to bring mm -hmm. people closer to jesus mm -hmm. yep. so, so we're all working for the same goal those yeah, are Christian fiction or nonfiction, or mm -hmm. if we just write clean fiction, and we, you know, we have this whole—it's almost like we have this whole force around us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That that we know that what we're doing can bring people the joy, the laughter, have diverse characters in a book, mm -hmm. see yeah. themselves in a book, yeah. and then embrace that what the Lord has in store for them is their path you know but absolutely it, it can soften a heart it absolutely can um and you you as the writer are coming into your work as a writer and anything that we do you're coming in and asking god um you know hey god i'm inviting you into the space right you are the one who's gonna be working in it it's not about me. It's about your glory you've given me. I have a um, a thing where I've noticed, it, especially in the last year or two, about every time that God moves something or does something, there's a so that. So he does something in our lives so that, and that so that will be to his glory, but he's going to reach that glory in a different way for Maybe for me, it's about getting, accepting Elijah's heart to somebody who just wanted to give up on being a mother and this maybe might change their mind. Um, maybe it's 
somebody who's reading Elijah's story and seeing himself and being like, Lord has been calling me to change my ways. And they go and change their ways. All of that is so that the Lord will receive his glory by, you know, by changing somebody, by blessing somebody else. So um, I just, yeah, I think it's just really for you as the writer to approach the page, especially as believers for us when we approach the page it's always about you know that we're going to honor christ so how do we honor christ and a lot inviting him to say that you know these words are yours to move how you're going to move it so you direct me and then share it out by hitting publish (laughs) (laughs) but don't don't hit publish until you've read it a couple of times there is a process. Okay, so we've said this. I think I've said it five times, but I'm going to say it another. The book comes out January the 20th. I love you guys. Y'all know that I recommend the best books ever. Um, so I've already pre-ordered mine. Uh, yes. Go ahead and support Michelle and hit buy, share. Tell all your yes. friends and family. There's a great new romance book about to hit, guys. You got to get it. Tell them where they can find you, Michelle, online. Where do you live? Sure. I am writer DeRosier, and that's writer D-E-R-O-S-I-E-R. I live all across the interwebs. Uh, I am on Instagram a lot. Uh, I am on Twitter also. I'm on Twitter mostly to uh, chat with House Hunter communities. Uh, I'm a big House Hunters girl. And also I'm a hearty, so uh, I can't wait for the new season of One Calls the Heart to come up. So I'll be chatting on Twitter about that. So not so much writing, but if you want to come and hang out and just chat on that, we can do that. Uh, I'm also on Facebook, Writer the Rosier um, is my author page. So yeah, I'm all across the interwebs. And also, obviously, you can go to writerderosier.com, which is my website. Um, and I'd love if you pick up the book and you like it, would love for you to sign up for my mailing list and I'll keep you posted because so many more characters have their own stories to tell. So um, I'd love to keep you posted. Love. All right. Thank you so much, Michelle, for hanging out with me today. Love you. I'm so success of accepting Elijah's heart and the Christmas at the Grand Pearl. We can never forget where that (laughs) (laughs) go ahead and grab that one too. Go ahead and read it because you're gonna read it today. So you might as well get comfortable, (laughs) get some blankets, snuggle up and read Christmas at the Grand Pearl too. And that way you can get to learn more about Michelle's writing, which is absolutely fabulous. And then grab Ruby Bridges too and share it with your kids, your family, grandparents. Come on, y'all need Ruby Bridges. Um, So Michelle, love you. I love you. Thank you so much, Jen. Bye everybody. Can't wait to connect with you. 
Now that you found me on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast, I challenge you to head over to where books are sold and find me there. I've published 11 books so far, and I write clean books for all ages. Horror, paranormal, sweet romance, fantasy, historical fiction, you name it, I've got your genre. Search Jen Lowry at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Kobo, and more. And for my Bible devotionals, you'll see my full name, Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry on Amazon. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.